Dash podcast with Pastor Rick Hill, Senior Pastor of Grace Community Church in Rawls, New Mexico. I'm Marie Manning. What an honor it is to have you join us today. Our goal at Living Your Dash is to better help you connect the dots of discipleship so that you can find and fulfill God's purpose for your life. Let's join Rick and Sean with this week's podcast. All right, well, thank you, Marie, for that wonderful introduction, as always. And thank you, podcast listeners, for for joining us today on today's podcast. We are really excited because today we're doing something kind of different, aren't we? We are going to change seats today because last Sunday, Sean was in the pulpit and delivered a great sermon. If you were not here, if you haven't listened to it, go to roswellgrace.com forward slash watch. Oh, very nice. And you will find it. And I watched it. I was out of town, Ah. but I I not only read it, but I thought, I want to see how well Sean delivered it. And you did it very well, Sean. Uh, Great message on a topic that many Christians don't even think about and Mm. perhaps have never heard a sermon on, and that is the Sabbath. Now, Sean, tell us a little bit about your journey in learning about the Sabbath. You mentioned that um, the way you were taught, Sabbath was, well, it was the Gentile version. Yeah, yeah. Of uh, kind of a a memorial to the Sabbath. Is that correct? Yeah, it was was kind of, I don't know about you, Rick. I mean, it was... It was never really talked about a lot. I mean, we, we would look at the Ten Commandments and say, these are all, this is God's law, uh, not the whole law, okay? It's not, not, not the whole part of Leviticus. And, but it was, it was, it was uh, I don't know, it was very strange. It, it, we were, I was kind of encouraged as I was growing up that, yes, we should, we should celebrate Sabbath by going to church. Yeah, and um, as it wasn't until I got older that I really began to see that that's not exactly what that's saying. Uh, but I thought, well, we do a lot of that in yep. in Christian discipleship. Don't yeah, we? In, in my background, it was we do nine out of ten. Yo, <laughs> you know? I mean, we really did. When we got to the Sabbath, it was well, that's old covenant and that's a Jewish thing, and we're Gentiles, so we really don't need it. And we missed the heart and the the blessing yeah. of the Sabbath because we had we did what. The uh, the Jewish leaders of Jesus' day did. We had turned the Sabbath into into work, into a mm-hmm. labor, into a have to, and we said we don't want to do that. So we said, eh, let's just uh, let's just pretend like it's old covenant instead of new. Right. That was that was my experience, and and it wasn't until I thought, well, you know, thou shalt not kill. That's not expressly Jewish, or uh, don't commit adultery. That that's not expressly Jewish. Why why is this different. And so, and, and I understand, and I fully respect the freedom that other people need to have and that I must give yeah. to people. And, you know, I just ask the same thing from others that as I look at it, I felt, I felt, let's put it this way. When I was on my sabbatical, I was looking at this and I thought, this is something I, I myself am not keeping well. I, it was, as the scripture says that to him who who does not do what he ought to do is sin. And so, so that was sin, a sin for me. And so I felt like I needed to backtrack and I need to look at it carefully, uh, particularly in the aspect of, of keeping it holy. I was not even on a certain Sunday, right? If back in the old uh, paradigm of things, I wasn't exactly keeping it holy. I would, I would go to church on Sunday, do my Sunday thing, and then maybe just kind of do whatever I wanted that day, which is sometimes just nothing. And 
I really, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting journey for me. I think most Christians, we keep the Sabbath hour to keep it holy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Hey, now, Sean, I appreciated in your message, you talked about the elephant in the room. Mm. In regard to this confusion of Sabbath keeping in a Gentile church. Uh, we don't have time to really go deep into it. But there, there really is, Sean, a wide swath of opinion uh, in, in this regard, isn't there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think that, that there are some that, um, as I mentioned in the message, that, that they, they look at the Sabbath as a memorial. Um, and, and I get it. I mean, honestly, when this was explained to me, I, I fully got it, that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. I do not have to keep the law. Um, I am to enter into the rest that the that he provided in the covenant that he fulfilled, and so in that sense, I I don't have to fulfill anything, and so it, it is a wonderful thing to think about. Um, but you know, I don't. I, but I don't know about you, but but you know, Paul already kind of notions though that when it comes to others' ideas, though we we should accept. The faith of others, I think is what he put. We should accept the faith of him who's weak uh, without passing judgment. Um, and so when I say this, I'm not, again, like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to, to say that others are wrong. Um, but when I look at this, uh, I believe, it's kind of interesting as I look at the spectrum. I, I, I think that to, to say that I have, Rick, you better do it the same way that I do. Well, that's pharisaical to me, and, and that's something I cannot do. I don't have that right to do. Yeah, you know, you're paraphrasing from Romans 14, and I, I, you know, Paul there, he, he says, each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. Yes. And it's in regard to holidays, special days, and, and meeting me, eating meat offered to idols and kosher yes. food, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, Sean, I've said many times, and I still believe it in my heart of hearts that Christians can have unity without uniformity. Mm-hmm. And so w- when we're looking at the Sabbath, I appreciate it again, the way you shared it with a lot of grace. And you were just saying, hey, this is my perspective mm-hmm. on, on this. And uh, you know, obviously other people would agree with you. Some would not. But I, I want us to get specific. And audience, really tune in here. Sean, this is this is your perspective. How do you do Sabbath? Mm, okay, so first of all, I, I need to express I'm still learning how to do this, and I I, I think that some people might say, well, you're you're still kind of doing it. <laughs> you're still like maybe ultra personalizing it, and and maybe maybe that's so. But I, I keep the constrictors of am I keeping the Sabbath holy? Am I honoring the Lord in in a twenty four hour period? And so I, I just have to I just have to say that I'm still learning about this. But for me, the freedom that I have in Christ helps me to see how I can honor the Lord in the Sabbath, um, and yet still know that there's 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 room there's wiggle room there. So Jesus said it was very important per se to. Break the Sabbath, we, and we know that that look. If, if someone's donkey is caught in a uh, a ditch, or if someone is hurt, uh, what am I going to say? If my daughter uh, gets in a car accident, sorry, daughter, it's the Sabbath. I can't help you. You know that would be considered work. 
And Jesus butted head with the Pharisees yeah. on this issue more than any other, Sean. They were so strict. It would be, oh, sorry, sweetheart, you're on your own. Yeah. I can only take so many steps on the Sabbath day because the Sabbath day journey, according to the Talmud, is this many steps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, did Jesus make a point of confronting the Pharisees every time on a, on a Sabbath? I don't think so. But but I do find it interesting that he did. It, it always seemed like it was a big deal. <laughs> there were times when you read through the Gospels, Jesus intentionally broke the Sabbath yeah. by healing someone, and he did it right in front of the Pharisees, almost in a way of in your face. Yeah, in your face. I've got to teach you guys. You are misapplying the Sabbath. You right. turned it in to a legalistic burden rather than a, a graceful blessing yeah. from God. And so then, then he, he said that the Sabbath was made for man. Yeah. And, and I thought that was, it was meant to be that blessing, that rest. And so anyway, back to how do you do it? So I like, I like as you know, Rick, I'm, I'm not a, um, a, a, you're a schedule type of guy. What, what, how do you actually say it? You are routine. You love routine. I love routine. You love routine. I have never really liked routine. Uh, but you're kind of rubbing off on me because I, I actually do kind of like routine now. Um, but I really love the sense of rhythm that Sabbath gives me. And uh, it, it, is, it has come to the point where now I'm on Mondays and Tuesdays or throughout the week, I'm thinking when Sabbath comes, I'm... I, th- I think I want to do this prayer routine or I think I want to read this part of this book that I just don't have time to do right now. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. And so I'm developing this rhythm of, of resting. Um, I do borrow from the, the, our Jewish roots uh, in terms of the scriptures where um, uh, it is, I do a 24 hour period. I go from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. And so that's a 24 hour period for me. It, it really is about delighting ourselves in the Lord by resting from work, even church work. And so that means for me, undoing and restor- restoring and refreshing and resting. And so, um, you know, some basic rules that, that I, I are, are <laughs> that kind of sounds um, antithetical, doesn't it? But I, here, here are some guidelines for myself. I don't check my phone. Uh, or devices for notifications or messages. I don't check for emails uh, or news. Um, I find those things linkably distractive. And by that, I mean, if I find an email, if I'm checking my email, um, I might find that there's something else. There's another email that I had to check up on or, uh, or that makes me think of a YouTube that I'm gonna go watch. And that makes me think of a song that I want to sing or, or, or listen to. And so it gets linkably distractive and suddenly I've wasted. I've, Rick, I, this is just, maybe it's just me, but I, can, I know that I can waste a whole hour doing that. And chasing I squirrels. Chasing squirrels, yeah. So as you know, I, I do chase squirrels. So um, anyway, I, that's what I mean by that. Um, I also found out that, that I... I can't shop online. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, it's not to say that I shouldn't go shopping or can't go shopping. It just means that, for me, the devices of our life, um, 
they, they just seem to demand so much of my attention and so easy to go someplace that, that will waste time. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And by the way, the advertisers in our country, especially those in social media, know exactly what they're doing. Yes. And if you go to, I'm going to go look for a shirt. Well, when you go look for the shirt, they'll say, you also might like, mm -hmm. and they design it where they get you hooked in. And so instead of taking five minutes to order a shirt, you've wasted an hour looking for a lot of things that you don't need, yeah. but the advertisers want to sell you. Yeah. Being aware of this, Sean, being wise enough when we are, are we, we need to be really savvy mm -hmm. when it comes to social media. We need to understand what the other side is trying to do to us. Yeah. And it will destroy a Sabbath. To, to me, this, this brings in the whole idea of how Sabbath is both a matter of worship, but it's also a spiritual discipline. Um, I need the spiritual discipline. What, what, is, what are the disciplines for? It's to change my character. And so I need my character changed so that I am not thinking like the world. We've, we've known for how many years, Rick, that, that advertisers, they pay psychologists um, millions and millions of dollars a year to help reform the thinking patterns and habits of the people that, that check out their advertisements or um, look at a picture or things like that to, to make people long for something that they are selling. And I, it is a fight. Uh, my flesh is way too strong and it is a fight for me. I, I need, desperately need to breathe away from the Sabbath, or excuse me, away from culture. And Sabbath lets me do that. So are, are you saying that the whole idea, the whole concept of Sabbath is counterculture? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was amazed actually when I was doing some study to hear that, that in, in, some cultures, they have really hated Jews for this very aspect. It wasn't just a, an inconvenience for the Jews, but it's just the fact that it really just messed up the gearing for people around them. And so they, they got some persecution for that matter. Okay, I want to ask another question. Are, are there any other things you think about in the future, in the future for you, any other things that... Uh, that you might plan mm -hmm. for a Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. I, I've often thought about, and, and I think this is important for people when, when they think, well, gosh, Sabbath, I'm just sitting, I can't imagine sitting for hours in an easy chair reading my Bible. And, well, neither can I. Um, I, I do enjoy sitting. I have a favorite place, and but there are books that I want to read. Uh, there are um, uh, there, there are experiences. I, I want to take like a motorcycle trip <laughs> right there's this that that sabbath that is resting um uh i i want to uh go to a lakeside and, and maybe read my books or or things like that um i love um cycling as you know i there there's one book in particular called kneeling with giants and and it it talks about the the different prayer life of of different people um, and so I, I want to be able to read that book. So, so what I hear you saying is you, you can take something like uh, a bicycle ride or mm -hmm. a hike or you mentioned a motorcycle ride. Yeah. And you can, you can turn it into a Sabbath. Absolutely. You can use it as a tool 
tut and make it into a Sabbath. I, be, I, I believe for me that, that that's why God made us to have certain drawings or yearnings. And and so is that, that this is what I found out has been very practical and, and powerful for myself. Yeah. We, we were talking earlier this week, and I, I stuck my head in your office just for a moment and said, Sean, I want, to, I want to share an idea that I have. You know, we talk about a Sabbath day mm-hmm. and, a, and a sabbatical, an extended period. I mentioned this idea, and I want to get your feedback on it, of having a Sabbath moment. And, and here's what I mean. Could it be that during our week, we need to just build in intentionally build in hmm. Sabbath moments. And here's what I mean. And the idea came to me when you when you read the Genesis passage of God in creation. Mm-hmm. Here, God creates the whole universe in six days, and it said on the seventh day he rested. In other words, he ceased from work. Now we know he didn't rest because he was tired. I believe that he rested so he could step back from creation, look at his creation hmm. and just enjoy it yeah. and celebrate and I, I, this is where it hit me I, I, I had a moment not long ago it was late at night I'd been up north and I was driving driving home and I drove by our church campus the parking lot was totally empty but I, as I walked and just looking at the, the three buildings lit up in the parking lot I just slowed down Hmm. I slowed down and observed, and I thought, God, it is amazing what you have done on these 22 acres. Hmm. And I began to think, think of all the, the weddings and the funerals that we have hosted, yeah. uh, the Christian concerts, the guest speakers that we have had, all the baptisms, the baby dedications. I began to think about all the children's ministry activities where children and our students have, have come to Christ. Hmm. And... I, I just celebrated as I slowly drove by our property. I just slowed down and I had a moment and I thought, thank you, God. Mm. Look what you have done and you let me be just a small part of what you have accomplished on these 22 acres. Yeah. And I just had a moment. I didn't stop for a day. <laughs> I didn't have a, a 24-hour period, but I had a sabbatical moment. Do you think I'm crazy? No, no, I love that. I, you know, th- for me, that, that's why I kind of mentioned th- that the sunset idea. That they're, they're your thoughts. If I'm reading you right, your your thoughts were were leading to it to other transcendental thoughts about what are those people's lives doing, for instance, or what where they got saved here, but what will that mean, and perhaps their choice of mate or their the the the, the choice, the, the life rules, the rules of life that they will choose for the rest of their life that will be salt and light to their community, even if it's not here in Roswell. Um, I, I thought about the same thing in, in terms of, of a sunset. And I, we all know that a sunset is, 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 is just, it's not setting. The sun's going nowhere. It's still right there. It's the earth turning in our perspective of it. Uh, and it's just the diffraction of light hitting dust in the atmosphere. But um, there's not, I, I, I kind of noticed that I've never seen an animal watch a sunset, just people. You're right. And I, I thought, um, why is that? And it's, it's because God made it to be that way. He didn't have to make it beautiful, um, but he made us 
And my, the image of God enjoying uh, that that moment of, of what did you call it? A Sabbath a, moment. A Sabbath moment of just saying that that's good. That's really good. <laughs> I just want to I want to challenge people to try it. And I'm I'm trying to build this into my yeah. life. These little slow down moments where you slow down, you stop and you reflect. Doesn't have to be a long period of time. It happened to me not long I was mowing my backyard. Some people out there love to have beautiful lawns. I, I enjoy a beautiful lawn. Yeah. I finished, went in, got myself a soda, came back, sat on the patio, just just enjoyed yeah. the, the lawn. The, it was trimmed. People who garden. Don't just garden, but mm-hmm. take a Sabbath moment, look at your garden, and just celebrate what God has done. People who paint, think about this. Yeah. You know, you, you, you pull out the canvas, you paint. Well, don't just put your brushes away and go in. Step back and sit down and look at the painting that God gave you the ability to create and just enjoy it. Have a Sabbath moment. Yeah, yeah. And talking about the blessing of it, I mean, because you were telling me uh, in our conversation that, that later on people were able to enjoy what you created. Oh, yeah. So the, yeah. the party... The, the, yeah, the we had a big party in. in my backyard. Yeah. And then I thought, isn't this great that people are in, and people would come and say, oh, I just love your yard. It's so beautiful. It's a perfect place for this. And I thought, isn't that something? God not only blessed me, but blessed others through me. Yeah. So I was able to enjoy my work. Yeah. Just like God was able to enjoy his work on the seventh. And then day. other people enjoyed yeah. your work. And by the way, everybody, you, you should, if there's one backyard you should break into, it's Rick Hales. You, you should see it. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I want to I press on, though. I want to press on. Okay. I, I know that you just started picking up this serious attitude toward the Sabbath. But real briefly, what are some of the bullet point lessons you've already learned about mm. Sabbath? I think for me that it, it really, it truly is a blessing of uh, building, building margin has brought me a peace and an attitude um, of, of not, not feeling that I should fill my schedule uh, or I should fill my calendar to the brim with activity. Uh, and and I, I think that if anybody feels uh, hurried or anxious, uh, they, you really ought to give this a try. I mean... You may think, well, I don't have time to do that. I've got to get this done. I, I can't take a whole day of my weekend. Try it. I dare you. Try it. And if it doesn't work, then fine. I was wrong. You were right. Keep on going with your frenetic activity. Uh, but I would say, I think God will surprise you. So to say yes to a Sabbath, you have to say no to other things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I think we've talked about things like that before, haven't we? Yes, we have. What else? I think another thing is is that I have more emotional energy uh, for... Uh, for I know it takes emotional energy for people to put up with me. Uh, and it's the same way with others. You know, there, there are certain personality types that, that require a lot of emotional energy. And so I, I need that. As, as dealing with people every day in my life, it, it just requires that... Um, I've also felt that for me in fulfilling the command that God is honored by me and really he gets the joy. That's what's really important is, is that I show love and respect and reverence and honor for his word and what he has done in my life. Um, I talked about how it's also been a, a spiritual discipline. Um, Sabbath really is, is, has become kind of like a, a substrate 
of transformation in my life. Um, I've been able to read things and uh, listen to things that other people have said and written that, that helps me to think, how does my life need to be transformed? Um, I think also, I mentioned this Sunday, Sabbath reverses spiritual entropy. And so it is, it is a spiritual fight every day. The Bible says, of course, that, that, that we don't struggle against flesh and blood, but by, by spiritual forces of darkness and heavenly realms. So we just can't keep going. Um, and uh, I, I suppose we would think in our daily quiet times, our times to the Lord, we receive that energy back to fight. But I, I just feel like there's Sabbath has given me an even bigger dose, a booster mm-hmm. of being able to say, I... I don't want to live like the world. I don't want to think like the world. I want to think uh, and please my master. So for six days, your bucket gets drained. You need a day where the bucket fills back up. Yeah. I I, I don't know, Rick. I, I guess I'm just not, I'm not that good. Uh, I, I can't, the the 15 to 30 minutes that I spend in prayer and, and, and in the word in the morning, that's, that's what I do. Um, and then I go work out. Uh, that's, that's fine, but I have found that it is much better to have a full day of, of rest and dedication towards that. It's, it's been amazing. Anything else? Um, I, I think that I mentioned earlier about our devices, and I read someplace that phones have become more and more of, of, a, of a prevalent, um, I don't know, fixture in our lives. Uh, I read that... that we check our phones 58 times a day. Uh, we spend anywhere from 3.5 to 4.5 hours a day on our phone. And uh, I mean, do I pray like that? Do I do I read scripture like that? Uh, 70% of our phone checking have sessions that last only two minutes or less. But the problem is like that linkable distraction is that it just leads to other things. And so that's why... I, I can only speak for me, I have to set that aside. And um, I'm thinking, where, where, did that, where did that time go? I mean, when we say we kill time, it doesn't get resurrected. And so there's, there's only one way to do it. The Bible, thank God, says that we can redeem the time. Uh, we can buy it back, but we can't ever get it back. You know, people who are addicted, you know, they, their great line is, oh, I can quit anytime I want to. I just don't, don't want, want to. Don't want to, yeah. <laughs> if you want to know if you're addicted to your devices, uh, just a couple of things. Uh, go to church this coming Sunday and do not take a device in with you. Ooh. Don't, don't take it in with you. Yeah. You know, if you, if, they, if you have to, you know, pull the Bible out from underneath the chair in front of you. There really yeah. are real Bibles under chairs. Yeah. <laughs> um, Besides, the preacher probably is going to put the verse on the screen anyway. Yeah. Uh, go to a meeting this week and do not take your phone. Yeah. Just Ooh. see what happens. It, by the end of the hour, if you're shaking, <laughs> there might be an addiction problem. <laughs> Just a thought, You're Sean. sweating. Now, Just a thought. Now, to be, to be clear, though, Rick, I do use my... I, I have an electronic Bible. And so it, it's, I take all my sermon notes in that. So if people, you see me doing that, I am not checking the scores. I promise you I am in Olive Tree Bible app. So. so if you can make it through the entire Sunday service without also checking your email and any text. Yeah. Can you do it? Can you do it? Can you pull it off? That, 
And really, seriously, if you can't, you may have an issue you need to deal with. Amen. Boy, that's that's great. That's great. Anything else, Sean? Um, you know, I the, the last thing I know, I, I had to, I did it kind of in a hurry, and I think that you would say, yeah, Sean, that was probably two sermons, uh, but <laughs> but I I love that Isaiah. Uh, passage in Isaiah 58, 11 through 14. No, I, I disagree with you. I'm glad you put that, oh, that okay. passage in. May I read it? Oh, please. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Now think about that. Hmm. Uh, your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called, now think about this, folks, you will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath, that's a big if, Sean, and from doing as you please on my holy day, If you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find, here's the then, Hmm. then you will find your joy in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father, Jacob. The mouth of the Lord has spoken." Man, you're right. That could, that's not only a sermon. That is a sermon series. Mm. But why did you choose to close your message with this passage? When I, you know, when I found that passage, I thought that the linchpin of the whole blessing for Isaiah, he spoke specifically about the Sabbath. And so, and I don't know if it's right to think this way, Rick, but but as I think about if I'm going to if I'm going to keep the Sabbath, if I do exactly what God says, does that mean that I also get to be the recipient of that blessing? That I get to be used as an agency of blessing to other people? That rebuilder of walls and and um, you know, Rick, right now our 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 culture is so fractured and and uh, everything is just just seems to be going crazy like never before. I know that's not true, but. It just feels that way. Could it be that our our inattention to the Lord's Sabbath is is part of the reason why? I know it is for me. And if I want to if I want to help people to see that this is something they can have, the first thing I'm gonna ask is, how do you keep the Sabbath? And I'm gonna show them this verse. Mm-hmm. And um I'm I'm just a little I'm a little concerned that 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 people whose lives just seem to be one linked activity and one troubling thing after another is because we've never learned to work out of rest instead of just rest from our work. Amen. Amen. Well, a great message, Sean. Again, I want to encourage people to uh, tune in and and listen to the entire message. uh, Roswellgrace.com forward slash watch. You will not be disappointed. Well, thank you, Sean, for letting us Amen. reverse our chairs. Well, okay, today. now we'll get up and we'll change chairs. I'm just, I'm just kidding. So, okay, Rick, it is now time to turn the mic around because it's time for Rick's quote of the week. Okay, so Rick, what do you got for us today? As you know, we've been going through my book, Living Your Dash, and the quotes that I have at the heading of each chapter. Yes. We have arrived, Sean. 
at the last page. I can't believe it. The last quote of the conclusion in the book, and I love, now you'll be surprised, it comes from James Dean. James Dean? Anywhere you find truth, grab it. <laughs> but, but James Dean has a great, great quote, I believe. And it shows some balance in life. He says this, dream as if you'll live forever, live as if you'll die today. Whoa. That puts all of life in perspective. Yeah. Keep dreaming. You know, don't be a lazy person. Keep dreaming. But always realize, you know, today, I'm not going to take advantage of today. I'm, I'm, I'm going to live for it. I'm going to enjoy it. But I'm not going to take it for granted. Wow. How old was James Dean when he, when he died in that car wreck? You know, that is a great question. No, a young man. Yeah. A young man. And that kind of gives even more emphasis yeah. to his quote that uh, live as if you'll die today. What a terrific actor he was. So, all right. Well, what else is happening here at Grace? This coming Sunday, I begin a brand new sermon series called Freedom. Oh, fantastic. Freedom. We're going to journey through Paul's letter to the Galatians. And we're going to really see, what does Christian freedom mean? We, we sing about it. We talk about it. We're free in Christ. I'm afraid many Christians have no clue of what of the depth yeah. of, the, of the word freedom, what it means to truly be free as a believer in Jesus Christ. So very excited that that happens this Sunday. Also in the evening, Sean, Class 401, Discovering Missions. You're going to be leading that yes. class, helping people that uh, just really understand that they not only have a ministry in the church, but a mission in the world. That's right. That's right. So very excited about that. That's what's coming up, and I hope people will take advantage of those resources that we're offering. Fantastic. Rick, thanks so much for your time. And audience, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope that you've been encouraged and better informed. We love to get feedback, so send us an email with your comments and suggestions to info at roswellgrace.com. If you like what we're doing here at Living Your Dash, please hit the subscribe button, leave us a review on your platform, and share this with your friends. For more information about Grace Community Church, please point your browser to roswellgrace.com. Until next time, I'm Marie, and this is Living Your Dash.